Good morning or good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into Herf's Huddle, Chicago Bears podcast presented by Joseph Herf. For those of you who do not know me or my work, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Herf NFL for all tweets, articles, and reactions surrounding the Bears. Today, we're going to be covering the Bears' loss to the Miami Dolphins, 35-32, and we will be grading the offense, defense, and special teams. Along with that, we will be covering the three winners and the three losers from the game. Let's start with the game from Sunday at Soldier Field in which the Bears lost the Dolphins 35-32. We will start with the offense, grading them, um, going through kind of each position group slash players and talk about, you know, how they perform and all that stuff. So uh, simply put to some of this offense, Justin Fields is a star. Uh, he, if you were not aware, he did break the record for rushing yards in a single game, in a regular season game. That record was 173 set by Michael Vick, and Fields ran for 178. He finished the day with 301 yards of total offense and four touchdowns. He posted 106.7 passer rating, and overall, he was just the best player for the Bears on Sunday. This is back-to-back weeks now that Fields has basically been the best player on this team, like, by a mile. And that, again, isn't saying an absolute, like, ton, as we don't really have any absolute all-pro-type players except for people near that kind of level similar to like Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, players like that. But Fields is looking like that dude. He, he's showing a lot of traits that we knew he could show, and people are finally starting to see that now, and he's starting to put it together. Um, and that's in large part due to him and the help that Luke he's giving him. Uh, to move on, again, I don't want to talk too much on any individual player, but the running back room itself was largely ineffective both on the ground and through the air. Um, again, as I talked about in the last podcast for Friday, how uh, this was expected, the Dolphins do have an impressive rush defense, and they showed that. Um, I believe the best average yards per carry, again, Fields doesn't really count because a lot of his scrambles opposed to design runs. Um, the running backs couldn't do anything, and they were averaging like three yards carry. Um, and then moving to the wide receiver room, um, again, I just want to touch on Darnell Mooney is still a stud. He had an impressive touchdown catch and route that the ball by fields again was beautiful but the route itself was gorgeous that he created that separation and the catch was awesome and he he just continues to stack um good plays after good plays and he does his job and he really doesn't get enough credit we will now talk about chase claypool who was the player we just traded for again it was expected that he wasn't going to play much i tweeted that before the game um and he didn't he still ended up getting six targets though in his first game as a bear and he truly showed his deep third ability he, I believe the first or second target that he got was the defensive pass interference. That was 20 to 30 yards downfield on the first drive of the game. And that's his alone value. At the very least, he will draw a flag downfield. And there's no player that can do it like he can. He should have forced another one that it wasn't called at the end of the game. And that would have honestly put the Bears in a position to win, which is a double-edged sword. But regardless, that should have been defense pass interference. He had two guys basically attacking before he got the ball. Um, in terms of the rest of the wide receiver room, Dante Pettis continues to show why he should be on this roster. He catches their ball thrown his way, and he blocks him very well on the perimeter. He deserves to be a wide receiver five to six on this roster next season. Um, Equinemius St. Brown, horrible drop on the last play of the game for the Bears offense, and he should not be continuing to see targets following that drop. Um, he hasn't really shown enough that he should be getting any targets, and I would say that I would be more comfortable with the Bears through that pass to any other wide receiver on the Bears offense. Um, Dante Pettis would be close, but St. Brown has the worst hands of anybody on this offense. 
Moving over to the uh, tight end room, um, I believe Wesco had his first touchdown catch. I could be wrong on that one, but I thought he was – oh, no, sorry, it's two-point conversion. That's right. Um, but Cole Komet had a career day. He went all of last year without getting a touchdown catch and started the year without getting a touchdown catch, but he got two touchdowns today after having one last week. He looked amazing again with the ball in his hands. He absolutely destroyed a defender, trucking him and throwing him to the ground. With legit offensive tackles, he's finally allowed now to – do his job he doesn't have to just stay in and block he's been actually able to go out and do routes and doing so has opened up this offense a lot and helped so commence finally now getting involved and we love to see it the offensive line as a whole i'll say good job uh fields was only sacked twice and the sacks really didn't come until the end of the game uh riley reef is playing like an absolute stud and we should never see larry Borm touch the field again unless it's an injury um tevin jenkins again is stacking Good performance after good performance. He's a very, very good right guard, and he should be in the long-term plans. It should be um, expecting an extension in the next few years here. Uh, it was very nice to see Cody White here back. He had a very solid game at left guard as usual, and against Schofield looked good, but it can't hurt to have somebody who's an absolute stud at left guard. So loved having him back. Nick Chubb didn't even – or not Nick Chubb, sorry. Bradley Chubb in his first game for the Dolphins didn't even get a sack. Uh, he just signed a huge fat extension for uh, for the Dolphins, and he didn't even get a sack. He almost did. Fields escaped it, but they only gave two sacks all game, and one of them wasn't him. So overall, I would grade the offense a B plus. I would put a higher grade, but again, the Bears' offense was put in a position to win, and they didn't win. Uh, as much as I'd love to give them an A for the game, I think how I would put it is I'd give Fields an A, and the offense as a whole is a B plus, and I think that's fair. So. Um, moving over now to the defense. So this won't be a long – I mean, it's pretty obvious. Defense as a whole is horrible. Um, this won't be a really long discussion about it. Uh, Start of the defensive line, though, I'll start with the question, what defensive line? They have – they did an okay job at stopping the run. Um, them and the linebackers did only allow three yards, 3.3 yards per carry and 77 total rushing yards, but that's kind of because the Dolphins had their way in the passing game. They, uh, they But our defense has zero pass rush at all. Justin Jones has flashed some good plays, and he actually had made a lot of good plays on Sunday. But it's hard to be good when you're playing next to a lot of guys that are essentially going to be rotational guys over the next few years or guys that are developing. I mean, Armin Watts is a guy that was waived by the Vikings and is now our starting defense tackle. Mike Pinnell is aging and not very effective. Travis Gibson, again, he's still learning right now. He's not a regular. He should be a rotating um, edge. He's be he's a good three four outside linebacker. I think he's a rotational edge. Muhammad or Alquidi Muhammad should not be starting. And maybe if you're starting, if you have an elite edge on the other side, just because he's decent at run defense. And um, Dominique Robinson is still developing. I mean, you expect this right now. We don't have anybody there. Um, in terms of the linebackers, though, uh, Jack Sands, Sanborn. Well put. He's smart but slow. He uh, was second on the team in tackles, so that was good to see. He made a few hustle plays, like catching Tyreek Hill on a pass that Hill caught. Again, catching Tyreek Hill is not the easiest shot in the world, but he he did it. And he did good in his run fits. He, he blows up plays. He does a very solid job. Nick Murrow made a few nice plays individually, but overall, again, just looked like his average self. He looks like a guy who should be your third linebacker. That's about it. He had, a really, he had that really good pass breakup. Um, it's really hard for the linebackers to really show a lot. The other team was just – the Dolphins were just attacking the ball downfield. And when teams are doing that and having their way with it, they're really not going to 
slow the offense down and kill a drive by running the ball between the tackles and giving the linebackers slash D-line a chance to stop it. So um, really don't want to get into it, but the secondary, there's really not much to say here. They, they had a horrible game. They didn't get a lot of help from pass rush, but they seemed lost the entire game. Tyreek Hill had his way. Jalen Waddle had his way on a few a few times too. Jalen Johnson didn't even look good. Nobody did. I, I don't think Brisker had a few decent plays. Again, Johnson had a few decent plays. There was one where he hit Johnson had a pass breakup, but the ball was severely underthrown. Eddie Jackson got robbed when he got hit with defense pass interference. Overall, again, I, defense was just bad. I, the defense, I will say though, the defense did stop the Dolphins when it was necessary a few times. They shut them down on a fourth and short. Um, where they beautifully locked up Tyreek Hill when he was trying to escape on a little uh, on a little route to the flat, and Tua freaked out. And they showed the competitive nature we need to see. They showed they wanted to win the game, and they clearly know we're tanking now. Um, you could arguably say the defense right now is a bigger need than offense, given this game. Um, again, you want to help fields, but this defense is atrocious, top to bottom. Um, but overall, I'd give their grade a D minus. I would not say it's quite an F because, you know, they did put the Bears in a position to win the game at a few points. They gave the ball the Bears – they gave the Bears the ball back. Wow. They gave the Bears the ball back with not a lot of time left, and the Bears had a shot, and they didn't get it. Again, they kind of got robbed a few times again, but they didn't. Um, and they gave they gave up essentially 28 points on, off, on defense because, again, one of them was a blocked um, – blocked punt, but they give it 20 points to the, the hottest, best offense in football right now after losing Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. So can't be too upset with them again. It's not really blaming them. It's not their fault they're starting, essentially, for some people there. Um, but moving on to special teams, I will say Cairo Santos is still automatic. He doesn't he doesn't miss field goals. I think he has the longest streak right now active in the NFC. Clover had a good return. Otherwise, our return game didn't really do much. Um, Dante Pettis had one return for two yards as well. Trenton Gill is a good punter. I'm really glad we had him. I, I was really happy with the pick of the time. I'm still happy now. It wasn't his fault. His punt was blocked. Um, but give me a block punt for a touchdown is an automatic F for the special teams group. So to round out the grades, the offense was a B plus. Uh, the defense was a D minus, and special teams was an F. Again, I kind of dove deep into the players, but we're still going to cover the winners and losers. Uh, number one, I already talked about him enough, but I'll mention him again. Number one is Justin Fields. He should count as all three, honestly, right here. I, I can't say enough that this game was one of, if it was one of, I wouldn't say it's the best. It's one of the best games I've ever seen from a quarterback. He hung, he kept the Bears in play with the best offense in football when their defense is one of the worst defenses in football. And it's not like they're playing a bad defense. This defense is actually halfway decent. They're not horrible. They have a few absolute studs in the secondary. And Fields owned them. He single-handedly kept the Bears in the game. I can't say it enough. He, he's a star. And he's going to be a star for a long time. And we're very lucky to have him. Um, the second winner, Cole Komet, again, I'll mention again, he had another he had a massive game. And he's starting to finally get involved in this offense. And I feel happy for him. I mean, a lot of his job early on was chipping away at an edge who was on Braxton Jones or um, on Larry Borm. And he doesn't have to chip for Larry Borm anymore because Riley Reef has looked actually pretty dang good. And Braxton Jones is improving. So Cole Clement is now finally able to run routes and do things. Uh, and it's showing off. He's 
he's literally getting more involved in the fact that he's taking snaps under center and running it and taking sweet plays. So, hey, each their own. It, it worked. I can't really hate on it. Both of those plays worked. Um, and the third winner I'll say is Chase Claypool. Um, he, It's hard to, like, give him an individual winner, but he's already getting involved, and he's not playing much. He had six targets in a game that he didn't play a lot of the snaps. And two of them were deep shots. He, he's going to start popping here soon. And when he learns this offensive playbook, he's going to have a few monster games. It's going to help this offense a lot. Um, as an honorable mention, I will say um, Bradley Reef again, he, Larry Borum was active and he had a chance to lose his job and he stayed in there and proved why he should be starting. So I'll give him a little shout out there for that. Uh, again, he is a veteran. He should do that, but he was coming off an injury. He was not the start of the start the start the year. He got beat up by Borman camp. So overall, that was a good job. I, I had to appreciate it. To go over the three losers, I'll start with the first one, Felix Jones. Again, I, I put out days before that he was going to be inactive, um, and it was announced that he was a healthy scratch today. And that's a really big loss for him. To my knowledge, it's not his ability. It's his knowledge of the playbook, which is at least something that can be fixed. I think once he starts learning his playbook a little more, he might get activated and they might just de and might just make someone inactive who can just be a rotational guy, maybe like a Jatir, Jatir Carter or something like that. But overall, I thought Velas showed, again, flashes of his ability to be a spark plug player. But if you can't run routes and can't run the playbook, you shouldn't be on this offense when you offer no special teams value either. When 95% of the kicks that are kicked to you, you let bounce the pack of the end zone anyway. And the kicks you do return, you're averaging about 20 yards per return. It's not worth keeping a guy active for two jet sweeps a game, basically. And for those who say, oh, what's going to help his development? What does a jet sweep do for your development? Or what does sitting on the sidelines do for your development? Dressed compared to not dressed. It does absolutely nothing. Actually, you're probably more keen to be learning when you're not dressed and just watching because you know you're not playing. So I don't know. I, I would say that that's a big loss for him, but I think it's a a win for the staff to do that because it shows that they don't care what your draft capital was. They don't care like how <laughs> I was going to joke and say how old you are, but overall they don't care who you are. They will bench you. They will scratch you like if you aren't doing your job, you won't you won't play, essentially. Um, number two for losers, I'll say the entire Bears secondary. We don't need to get into it again. They were absolutely horrendous. Um, and the last one, again, it's a pretty obvious one, Equinemius St. Brown. Horrible day from him. Uh, he had two targets all day. One was a horrible drop. And there's really not much more to say besides that. Um, as an honorable mention, I will say probably just um, – the special teams as a whole. I mean, the person who did, I will say the person who did miss the block on that special teams punt was Khalil Herbert showing that his blocking isn't amazing. But overall, the special teams just isn't doing much. There's nothing that they're doing good except kicking and punting. And they have no return game, essentially, and they have no, obviously, blocking game for their punting. So um, I'd like to see massive improvements there. I, we need a lot, we need to make some changes there, whether that's the staff, whether that's individual players being put somewhere. I don't know, but Vilas was supposed to be that guy who was supposed to add a spark to this special teams, and him not panning out kind of hurt that. So overall, though, again, to simply put the game for today, 
I view this game like I did the Cowboys game. I don't remember if I said it on the podcast, but this game was a win-win for the Bears. We saw Vilas Jones, or not Vilas Jones, sorry. We saw Justin Fields be a star. We saw him do what he needed to do to show that he can play with the greats of this of the NFL right now. Two is one of the top passes in football, and he kept the Bears in the game with them single-handedly. Fields did that. And the other part of that win is that we lost. Because, again, we know we're not competing this year. Every single loss counts in the terms that it moves us up in the draft order. We are now picking officially. Again, granted, a few games still have to go on, at least by the time we're recording this. But the Bears are picking eighth. It was going to be seventh, but the Cardinals, the Cardinals are just that bad. But we are picking eighth. And every single moving up every single pick like matters a lot because – if you want to trade back, that's huge. That every, trading back will just get you more picks, and the closer, the more you move up, the more value your pick is going to be. And like, literally, we saw the difference of moving up from three to two. We did it. We moved up from three to two. We saw the value of the Dolphins, not the Dolphins, when the 49ers moved up with the Dolphins to get Trey Lance. They gave up a lot of picks to do that, and then moved up a few spots. The Bears had to give up one. You had to give up an extra first round pick to move up one spot from three to two. It is, you give up a lot when you trade up in the NFL draft. And the Bears need to take advantage of that because they got all this cap space. They can easily fill all their needs in free agency. And they can easily fill it through the draft. But what they can do is they can go into the draft with basically no holes, but a few like soft holes. And by that, I mean they could have, like, a Riley Reef at right tackle and Braxton Jones at left tackle, and then go draft Peter Skronowski or Skronowski. That, again, that, that isn't, like, a massive hole tackle for the Bears right now, but that is an upgrade, and it's a young upgrade. So then you can move Braxton Jones to right tackle, or you can have Peter Skronowski playing right tackle. And there's a few other options like that, whereas, say, you, you sign a decent slot receiver, but then you go draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. You sign a like a very solid um, edge rushing crew, but then you go draft Will Anderson. There's a lot of ways the Bears can do this, and they have a lot of good options right now. They're in a pretty good spot if they keep losing and feels he's playing well. They're in a very, very good spot for the future. All right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in to uh, Herf's Huddle Chicago Bears podcast brought to you by Joseph Herf. Um, my next episode will be releasing on Friday to cover the Bears' next game versus the Detroit Lions. Um, in Chicago again, and I will be also covering any sort of news and notes that could have happened throughout the week, like injuries, any roster changes, uh, anything like that. And then finally, I will be doing my mailbag. Uh, I actually enjoyed doing that last week a lot. Um, again, I, if you haven't seen me put questions on Twitter, or if you don't have Twitter, um, feel free to reach out to me in any sort of way and let me know if you have any questions that you'd like me to talk through. Um, that could be Bears related right now, Bears offseason related for 2023, NFL draft related, personal related, anything you want. Um, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy kind of giving my opinion on a lot of stuff or just talking about, you know, how I kind of got here. So um, overall, though, thanks for tuning in. Feel free to leave a like, um, five star review, all that stuff. Tell all your friends about it. And uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. And I will see you guys on Friday.